So now we're live with Alice Camara, Chief Executive Officer of Audio Control on Learning from Leaders, sponsored by the Mobile Electronics Association. It's great to see everybody this morning and this afternoon. How's things out on the uh, left or Seattle coast, Alex? Uh, Chris, it's great to be here. Hey, thank you for asking me. Much appreciated. And it is actually, unlike you, it is not sunny. It is uh, rainy. I have a hot, uh, hot cup of tea here and uh, just uh, hunkering down in the rain. Oh, fantastic. Great to hear. Well, uh, it's great to have you on. I mean, you're the first CEO I've had on here, so we'll see if I can break the show in today and uh, try not to break all the rules. Uh, CEOs can make their own decisions, so there's no telling what you'll say today, but hopefully this is going to be great for our listeners. So let me tell you a little bit about Alex as he sent me. Audio Control CEO Alex Kamara is focused with his team of obsessive, and boy, that's true, audio experts on designing, engineering, and manufacturing some of the most innovative high-performance audio solutions for automotive, residential, and commercial markets. Alex also works closely with the company's network of dealers, installers, sales reps, helping to create the best experience across a wide range of projects in, in really over 24 countries worldwide. Alex, you're a native Londoner, no kidding, and a Chelsea football fan who moved to New York and then Seattle over a decade ago. You've always been focused on releasing the potential entrepreneur and technology-based companies, and you're an avid tennis player. Oh, we'll have to, well, I'll take you up on that one. Uh, foodie, and I'm always good for dinner, and a new long-distance runner. I haven't pulled that one out. Love the soul cyclist portion. Tell us a little about soul cycling. What, what got you into cycling? You know, actually, I started running, and I needed to uh, train for a marathon, and I did my, my first marathon last year, and as part of that, about two years ago, I really started wanting to uh, just, you know, up my fitness level and so on, and Soul Cycle was a perfect introduction. Some friends took me, and I, I got hooked, you know, so uh, I'm actually now, due to COVID, I'm now doing it from home and on, uh, on Peloton, so uh, if you're on Peloton, guys, look me up. But, uh, I yeah, I, I, well, they're not advertising for this, but boy, I've, uh, I've really thought about it. I rode on some of the precursors to Peloton and got really addicted to competing with people. Um, yeah, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you have a competitive spirit, so when you put, put you on Peloton, if there's somebody else you compete with, um, you know, short of them putting I'll on... Uh, I'll take you on any day, Chris. I'll take you on any day. <laughs> <laughs> So audio control, love this tagline, making good sound great. Uh, you know, a lot of vehicles have good sound, but not great. And I'm sure you're gonna tell us about some things that make it great. You do this for both homes and automobiles and commercial, and you're headquartered in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. Great place to be, loved your city. So tell us a little bit about audio control, Alex. Well, I mean, Chris, we've been around for over 40 years. Um, actually, the guy that uh, founded our company, a guy called Greg Mackey, if, if those of you that uh, know Mackey Mixing, Mackey Mixers, um, he was an entrepreneur, uh, was looking to really build a business based on equalization and improving sound. Um, right from day one, he uh, basically uh, in 1977 had this mission of making um, good sound better, as they called it uh, in those days. And we basically spent the last 40 years initially developing actually home audio, uh, then car audio, and now just audio in car, home, pro, residential, commercial. And, uh, and it's, it's all done here in Seattle. That's, for me, that was one of the big attractions to me and just joining Audio Control was just it's here, the engineers are here, 
the team are here and uh, and we remain here. You know, no no intent to change that. It's a, it's a pretty cool place to be. Well, fantastic. As Alex uh, begins to tell us about audio control and works through some of the great things that they're doing, please know that there is a Q&A located in your toolbar. And uh, if you're on the app, you can find it as well. Uh, very easy to ask questions. Feel free to ask questions throughout this event. And uh, we will both be able to see those questions and work to answer them. Uh, if you have something to chat about or you'd like to chat about what's going on, feel free to jump into the chat box and talk. If you would, just say hello to us so we know you're listening. And uh, it'll be great to hear from everybody as, we're, as we continue. So, you know, you, you talked about in the water and who you are. So what is it that is in the water for audio control that really brings out the best in audio for both home and car? You know, I got to say, Chris, I think so much of it is our people. I mean, you know, one of the things that attracted me to the business was just walking around, meeting the, our engineers, I mean, real engineers, engineering here upstairs above me, you know, a factory with, you know, 40, you know, just really cool, um, you know, assembly teams and, and design teams and so on. You know, just, I mean, the music side. I mean, we have, I think, over half of our team are musicians. You know, there's just this, when you walk into the building and you, and you walk around the factory, and I think many, many of you have done that in our Train in the Rain series, there's just this feeling of, wow, these guys are cool. These guys are like just building the right products. They're focused. And I have to say, I mean, I, and, you know, I'm going to say, it obviously, because I'm in this company, but, you know, if I wasn't in the company, I walk into this building, just the passion and the hard work and just drive of the team here is just really cool. And we have some fun. You know, I mean, I think one thing that we try to remind ourselves even in the tough days is, you know, we're actually in the music business, you know, we're in a fun business, we make people's lives better. And that drives a lot of what we do every day. Fantastic. So Alex, you, uh, you sent me a picture with some, you know, some engineering going on, some manufacturing going on. Now, I know you manufacture your products uh, as well as engineer them. Everything's done, uh, if you will, in-house or, uh, you know, um, controlled by the house. Can you give us a little insight to uh, your manufacturing capability and, and what you guys do and what you build? So we basically uh, focus on, as, as you know, on a wide range of integration products. So as a company, both in home and in car, you know, we don't make speakers, you know, and we don't make the source of music. So we're not making head units, we're not making speakers. And that's been a deliberate strategy um, because it allows us to be what we call speaker agnostic. And by being speaker agnostic, we can really focus on developing the best electronics that really transform that experience at the head unit into just a sublime experience when it comes out of the speaker. And that's really been the passion throughout and really the focus throughout to not necessarily try and broaden that too much. Now, you know, certainly, you know, when you look at the preamps we do, the processors, um, famous products that really bring bass into the car, to the forward. I mean, I think most people know about the epicenter. I think we're coming up close to our millionth epicenter. And actually we have, Two, two members of our team here who literally build epicenters all the time and love it. We have a lady called Sun, and if we take Sun off the epicenter line, she gets really upset with me. You know, so you know, a lot of what we do is really focus on, you know, on just transforming that experience in the car. Certainly preamps, amplification is, is a development area for us over the last few years that we've really done well. And people have always asked us to, to do more on amplification. And we jumped into that about, gosh, about five, six years ago, and I've seen just tremendous growth in that area because 
you know, again, we're taking all of our, of our engineering experience, all of our processing experience, all of our made in the USA experience, and adding that to a, you know, what is normally a, you know, an amplifier, a basic amplifier. So, um, you know, we don't want to be me too. Um, the engineers upstairs, uh, I, we meet with them every week, twice a week, talk about progress, talk about the roadmap, talk about exciting development. We encourage them to, to come up with new technologies, new ideas. So, uh, I mean, like AccuBase, a great example. I think most of you on the, on the call will know AccuBase. That was developed by one of our engineers here. He had the idea. He looked at the cars. He just worked away to create this patented technology. And it's become a massive uh, area of our business. So, yeah, I think, I think it's just, I just it's, it's in the water. I mean, really, yeah. it really is. I mean, it really is. Well, the passion definitely comes through. And a, a quick statement and, and shout out to you guys uh, from one of your customers for over 20 years. It says that uh, you have one of the best customer supports as he's been an active customer for over 20 years. Um, he's been out of professional install for a while, but is uh, stopping in to see what's going on in audio control processing. So, uh, you know, good shout out there. And, and we really appreciate you uh, making that known. I know customer support is a, is a tough issue for any company and especially going through the times that we are right now. So I'd like to transition a bit and have you share your knowledge, you know, both audio control and industry. I mean, you, uh, you came from across the pond, so you got a little experience that some of us don't. And then you hung out in New York, so you got some experience that maybe some of us don't need um, or need. I, I love New York City. Uh, so we're going to get to kind of the Q&A side of it. I'm going to switch over here and I'm going to stop the share of the presentation and it'll just be you and I chatting here. And questions are uh, certainly... Um, expected as we continue on. So let me flip this just a second. Apologize for the delay. And question one. So audio control is a premier mobile electronics brand. And I don't think anybody's going to argue that um, by any means. Um, when, if you ask most store owners, this is usually what they get. It's like audio control is great. I'd like to be a dealer or they're a dealer. Those are the two categories you have. They'd like to be a dealer or they're a dealer right now. If they're not a dealer, how do they become an audio control dealer? Where do they get the information and what are the qualifications? Well, I mean, we, we love having direct dealers. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of guys work through distribution. Okay, and that's a really important part of our business as well. Um, but we tend to find that most people who continue to build their business on the distribution side at some point become a direct dealer with us. And we really like that interpersonal connection. We like the fact we can talk to people daily. Um, Chris Bennett and his team just do a, a fantastic job of staying connected right through the industry. Whether, whether you're a one store shop in Wyoming or whether you're you know, a multiple store you know, retailer in Texas. You know? So for us, you know, distribution and making sure that we really have this direct connection with dealers is important. And that's another one of the reasons why, you know, we spend and we spend so much time on really protecting our brand and developing the brand and, and listening to our dealers. You know, we spend, I mean, I couldn't tell you how much time we spend just talking daily to, to, to our, to our dealers, to our integrators, to installers, you know, and part of that is, is, you know, protecting their business to helping to develop their business. If they grow, we grow. If we grow our reps, opportunities grow. If our reps grow, then they can give more support to the teams in the field. So that's a really big piece, Chris. And one example I would give is on the internet. You know, we have a passion about protecting our brand and protecting our pricing on the internet. We've done in the last couple of years, particularly spent, I can't tell you how much, a lot of time and actually a lot of money 
on really protecting our pricing, make sure that our dealers can maximize their margin opportunities, make sure they can get our product. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, and if you want to become a dealer, yeah, I mean, certainly contact Chris at chris.b at audiocontrol.com or sam.great at audiocontrol.com or give me a call. You know, I mean, I talk again daily. So yeah, we, we, uh, we love direct dealers. It's a really important part of our business. I think something like 80% of our customers are direct dealers, you know, so. Wow, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. So that'll kind of go into that, uh, is limited distribution a part of audio control strategy? It seems to be. Um, you know, how do you work through limited distribution or controlling your distribution? So we, we work, obviously we work with distributors where it makes sense for a dealer who wants to just, you know, buy, buy a few pieces here, here and there as they need it. You know, but obviously, as I said, I think a lot of this for us is actually building that direct relationship. You know, you, you apply to become a dealer with us, <clears throat> you get approved, you contact the rep. Um, it's a pretty fast process. Yeah. Okay, we know most people in the industry, and then by doing that, um, you know, literally within within well, actually, you can get your order shipped the same day. You know, we'll take a credit card ahead of any term approval and so on. But generally, we'll actually work to get you live on site. Um, and again, the, distri the distribution of the product is really important. You know, we are really um, almost paranoid about protecting the brand, protecting how we sell the product, making sure we give you the right training. Um, you made a good point, you know, about, you know, the, the, the team here, I'm gonna, you know, I mean, our, our technical team is a large part of this. I mean, they, they'll spend time, here's some of the guys behind me now, you know, they'll spend time, they're standing really still, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll spend time basically interacting with new dealers a lot, bringing new dealers on, onboarding. Um, Chris Bennett spends a lot of time doing that. Matthew Palumbo, who's our, national trainer and that's a position we brought on oh, probably just over a year ago now has been really successful at you know working with onboarding and and doing um, presentations like that another thing that helps our distribution is just interacting chris so we have these what we call zap calls that are starting which is a, a zoom audio control presentation and it sounds a little sort of formal but it's not it's just a yeah. chance for us to really interact one-on-one -on -one with you guys and so on yeah, and you know, Zoom is what we're using today. And as you talk about that, you know, when you think about our space, the 12 volt space, if you will, um, it's made up of three key sectors, big box, ind independent specialist, and online. Where's your focus uh, as a company? I think you mentioned the specialist is really your focus, but yeah, are you involved in either of the other two? Assuming well, online? Yeah, independent specialist is definitely our, our focus. I mean, I think that's, like, to go to that saying, we've, we've been like that since, I think since day one, it's the same in the home business. And yeah. for, me, for me personally, you know, that's a really important piece that we don't lose. Okay. I mean, we've had people say, well, my gosh, you could grow in a different way if you, you know, went on the internet, if you did this, if you did that. And that's not really what we want to do. It's not our focus. And I think it would be the wrong thing to do. However, distribu distributors who work in the field are really important to us. And we know clearly that Amazon and people like Amazon, you know, form part of the world we're in. So we have to work with with those as well. So yes, you know, we, we operate in all three of those, of those buckets, but we really manage it carefully. I mean, we have approved um, dealers that will sell through Amazon at MAP, and MAP is um, sac you know, sacrosanct to us. You know, MAP is a really important part of our, of our business. We look at it every day. Um, we've actually had tremendous success in basically removing, I think, I would almost say hundreds almost of unauthorized third-party sellers 
on Amazon, okay? And, you know, probably three or four years ago, we really looked at that whole area, uh, looked at what we were doing, looked at what our, you know, our peers and competitors were doing and jumped on that really aggressively. And we sort of worked out a bit of a secret source on how to do this, you know? So kudos to, to the whole team. Um, we are um, clean on map and that's a big part of the, uh, of protecting where we are. And also the other thing we do have is, you know, we have sales that can be made on our website at full price. We don't do a lot to be candid, but our dealers are allowed to basically be those distributors for those products. So if somebody orders an LC2i on our website, a dealer can pick that order up. We don't, we don't want to do that, you know? So again, we're pushing that business to our dealers. Well, I'm starting to get some questions in here, Alex. So uh, Todd Ramsey's asking, uh, hey Todd, shout out to you. Uh, what do you see as far as the future for training, given the stellar efforts Audio Control had in the last 26-week run? Uh, you did a lot of training, as did a lot of the manufacturers in the industry, as did MEA. What do you see the future of that? And uh, do you think this will be an ongoing trend, um, or do you see in-person coming back? Well, we do see in-person coming back in some form. Okay? I mean, I think that, that would be important. Nothing, there's nothing in some ways better than, you know, being able to spend time, you know, in a store, you know, and not just, it's not just about training somebody as a person, but also looking at how they present their store, how they present our brand, how they, you know, how we can help them with that. So, you know, we hope and believe that in store uh, training will um, come back. However, you know, right at the beginning of, you know, back in March, um, you know, kudos to, to Matthew and Chris, you know, we, we jumped on um, sort of more personal, online Zoom training. And we did uh, over, I think it was over 30, 30 Zoom uh, weekly calls during that time. In fact, Todd was involved in one or two of them, you know, and that was great. And we had everything from guest stars to um, technical training to just sales training. And, and that really, I mean, we had everything from sort of, you know, around about probably an average of about 100 people a week were on that call and then many more people watched it afterwards. So that's going to continue, Chris. I mean, right. you know, I think, you know, our team believes it's important. Uh, we think regional training will become even more important. You know, I think some of the national events will be probably more difficult over the next year. Um, if, if a vaccine comes in or when a vaccine comes in, that may change. But for us, it's about regional training. It's about one-on-one -on -one training. And then I think these presentations, the ZAP meetings I just talked about where Matthew is really working one-on-one -on -one with, and it's pretty cool actually, because you know, we'll send lunch in, we'll send pizza in. So we'd normally, normally do that in person. We can't do that now. So we will basically work with a, um, an independent retailer. They'll come to us and say, can you present to my team? We'll make it fun. It's not a boring webinar. You know, so that's a large part of it. But no, we, we want to get back to in person as well, Chris. There's nothing beats that. And, you know, we, we're sorry when we see events canceled. We're sorry when, uh, you know, and, and at this point in time, I know Knowledge Fest is scheduled, scheduled to 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 go to be live, you know, so hopefully that will go ahead and we'll, we'll be there and uh, we'll work safely, you know, because protecting yes. my team is really a priority, but uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Our, our health is the, the first, you know, safety point for us for Knowledge Fest and uh, we've put together a pretty comprehensive plan for that. We shared it with our leadership group last week. I shared some of that information on uh, that it, with the go fast uh, kickoff of their, their, uh, their event yesterday. And it's also on our website at knowledgefest.org. So we're not planning on throwing caution to the wind. We're planning on providing uh, a safe environment. Uh, I, I like to say, if you can 
Uh, if you go to our event, we don't even want you to come home with a cold. So with all that information, Alex, one of the things you have reps in the field, usually you have face-to-face -face interaction with a lot of people. How are you reaching your dealer base with all this information and training and you know, new product launches and things of that? Well, what's changed in, in how you're reaching your dealer base? I think it's in many ways for us, it's been just this direct connection. You know, we, we've always yeah. done it, but we've always relied on, you know, going to events. So I think for us really just making an effort to, and it's not a light of it. It takes, it takes a lot of commitment by Chris and Matthew and us and our tech team and, our, you know, here to make sure that no one's left. We call it, we call it no one should be left out, you know? So, you know, and I, and I like that way that, you know, that, that Chris and Matthew think about that. No one should be left out, which means, you know, we will we'll proactively through our reps, you know, talk to people on a regular basis, um, support them. You know, we support a lot of people during the, particularly during the, the, the crisis, I call them the crisis months of COVID at the beginning, where, you know, we were really sort of out there, you know, really just trying to support people, extra terms, you know, ways of just trying to, you know, help their businesses. Um, you know, one, one benefit we have is, you know, we are made in the USA. You know, we are based in the USA. We are, we live in the USA. So although we, we, we do business in over 20 countries, you know, the lion's share of our business is, is in the United States. And because we're here, there's a real advantage. I mean, just you know, during COVID, before COVID, and, and as we hopefully transition away from COVID in time, the ability for us to be able to react and be agile is something that I think uh, is, is one, of our, one of our big advantages for that. Yeah, definitely a strength in our industry and, and also looking at, at your company from the outside in. Uh, I can see that as a strength. So, another, you know, another big piece of it, I think, is that as a company, you know, I mean, obviously car audio and home audio is what we do, but we really want, we really spend a lot of time developing tools that, you know, are designed for the in-store market. They're designed for car dealerships, they're designed for the installers themselves. You know, I mean, I think most of you are aware of the, of the DMRTA, you know, and that's something which that, and this is no lie, that probably took two years of development right, on a product that probably cost us several hundred thousand dollars in developing, particularly, you know, the DMRTA itself that, that forms part of it. And by doing that, um, we created a product that we'll probably only sell probably 2000 units. Okay. You know, pretty small amount. We, I can tell you now, we won't recoup our investment in this product, but when we come up with this, the key thing here was to provide a tool that goes to what you just said, Chris, which is how do we really engage with people? How do we give them the tools they need? How do we provide resources they need? And this is that a perfect example of DMRTA, you know, and, and in kit form particularly. We've sold, it's funny, we launched the kit almost like, oh, maybe we'll sell a few kits, you know, let's put one in a kit. We sell more kits than we do individual DMRTAs now by like probably fivefold. Wow. You know, so, yeah. And, you know, if we get to the point where these are in 2000, install base throughout the United States and that's it and it stops and no one buys one. Great. That's been a success for us. Well, I mean, you know, the leader in RTA for, for years, going back to, to my beginnings and I ask a, if you didn't have the audio control RTA judging the vehicle, or should I say, yeah, I should say judging the vehicle so somebody can interpret the results. Uh, you really didn't know what the vehicle sounded like, uh, you know, other than just subjective in your ear. You put together a baseline tool and now with this new tool, it, it continues to help our industry do exactly what you're saying, make good sound great. You can put great product in a car 
and still end up with good sound. But once you tune it, then you've got something that, uh, that really makes a difference. I can tell you, you know, and just, just a quick aside, I uh, haven't done a lot of car audio install uh, as of late, but my brother, you know, you do it for family. My brother wanted one. So, you I, so I did the install, you know, and, and a lot of the lot of technology and downloading things and everything else. And he didn't get time for, you know, to tune it before he left. He had to go back home. He came back up a week later and was like, oh, it's fine. It's, I just turned the bass up. It's good. And they're like, I'm like, just go upstairs. And, and literally I took, uh, I'll give a quick shout out to Ken Ward who gave me kind of the five minute tune. And, and I, I went through with a couple of, a couple of tracks, tuned his system, brought him back down with his wife and, uh, you know, put him in the Jeep and let him listen. And they were in tears. They're like, I've never heard music that sounded that good. And they couldn't believe it was the same system. It's like, you must've put something else in. So that tool that you did, that you, that you built, was a great investment for our industry in helping them interpret what great sound is for the customer. This, this is one of the things that gets me, and, and one of the things that really just drives me, because I have a lot of friends, they have cars, some of those cars are 10 years old, some are five, some are brand new. You know, and I think, I personally think new cars, not all new cars, but a lot of new cars, their audio system is terrible. It's horrible. You know. And, as, and that's been the same thing that helps drive our business, you know, as an industry for years. And what surprises me is, you know, I have a friend who will get in my car and I'm fortunate enough to have audio control um, products in there. And they'll sit in there and it will blow them away to your point about Ken, you know, and yeah. Ken's a, it's a great guy. We like Ken, you know, but it blows them away, you know, and then they're like, oh my God, I never knew my car could do this. I just spent, I don't know, X amount at my home and I should be taking that experience into the car and i think that's a big opportunity for us and you know one of the stories i, I love about the dmrta that I, I sort of learned you know as we started going into the field with this was it's not just a test tool it's a selling tool you know you can take this outdoors it's battery powered it's wireless you know with the bt24 and you can sit in the customer's car you know with your ipad or your computer and you can just show them look here's your problem so you know the base or, or madam the base this, that, this frequency, that frequency, you can use this as a selling tool. And that's something which I've heard more and more from dealers, you know, wow, I can sell with this and I can actually you know, use it as a tool in the bay as well. So um, I think there's a massive, massive opportunity for us to, to still show people. I mean, I love, the, I love the, um, the stores that are doing detailing at the moment, which is becoming a bigger, bigger opportunity, I think. I mean, I think if, if you're in, you know, into the car integration business, then detailing is a key way of being able to get people into into your stores, but also then upsell them you know, on audio as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's a that very good point. And I'll try not to pontificate anymore because I want to get to more of these questions. Um, so as you have traveled the country and looked at dealers before, you might say, I wish every dealer conducted business like this one. What do you see that the more successful dealers are doing that others should emulate? Well, clearly, I mean, I'm a little um, OCDC, whatever they call it. So I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that, you know, at home has all his cans facing the right direction and, you know, <laughs> the fridge, you know, you know, all my yogurts are stacked up nicely and so on. But, uh, you know, so, you know, when I, when I go into, I, I'm, a, I'm a retailer, huh? I grew up through retail. I actually worked in food retail for the first part of my career for about, 12 years, I was in food retail, a great place to learn, by the way. Um, and therefore, for me, it's about detail. It's about really looking at, you know, the way your stores are presented, um, how, how your inventory is managed, and inventory is a key part of that. I, I, 
in my experience, I've seen most um, most dealers that I sort of have worked with and, and got to become a friend with mm -hmm. who are struggling. Often, it's it's just that it's their inventory management a lot of the, a lot of the time. Not it's not their sales side. So inventory management, sales, and I think also um, just the way the store is presented. One of the things that when I first uh, joined Audio Control, and I was walking around, you know, really looking at stores and visiting stores. And I took, and this is, you know, I took my wife with me on a, on a few visits and we went into stores and I said to her, I said, so how do you feel? And there was just a level of discomfort, you know, just in, not discomfort in that she was worried, but just, I wouldn't know what to do. So yeah. I, I still think also just trying to, particularly with COVID, I think trying to really broaden that appeal, you know, to, to the spouse at home, whether it's a, you know, a man or a, or a lady, you know, is a big piece of that. So, and then the other piece I think Chris is peers, you know, I, I love it um, when I see groups of dealers that actually build peer relationships and friendships from whether it's from a knowledge fest event, you know, whether it's from a different event, you know, and they, and they keep that experience going. And I would really encourage anybody on this call to, you know, find the guys and, and the ladies that you spoke to at the last events, connect with them. You know, I mean, I know in some territories people have, you know, they, they work close in the same region. Maybe they could competitors. That's not so easy. But if you, if you have a, a store in, you know, New York, maybe you can have a peer that you've met in Dallas, you know, and right. maybe there's a group of three or four of you that meet once a year, you know, and I think that's a really cool thing. And particularly as we've got to use Zoom. I mean, Zoom has proven to us that actually this sort of technology works pretty well and actually is reasonably engaging. So um, build peer relationships. I think that's something that, I don't see that enough. And I think that's a big opportunity for stores along with the presentation of the store. Yeah, very good point. Um, you know, getting advice from others, uh, the, the counsel of others is very helpful, especially when you see those that you look up to, uh, you know, in their stores, you see it in the magazine every month, we, sh we highlight another retailer in real world retail. And uh, those retailers would love to share their stories with you. I'll tell you, as you mentioned, Knowledge Fest and and peer to peer, uh, we do have a, a Facebook Knowledge Fest group for anybody that's attended Knowledge Fest. Uh, so if you're looking for a past attendee, uh, feel free to jump into that group and and find them and chat with them uh, with an open chat. It's a great place to chat about education. Um, and just again, the Knowledge Fest group. Your only qualification is that you went to Knowledge Fest. So uh, we've got about 1,800 in that group so far, and we uh, we look forward to expanding it. So. I uh, hate, to, hate to bring this, uh, the, the fly and the ointment up and the, the, the elephant in the room or whatever we want to call it today. I, I feel like it's getting better, but I'm still hearing from retailers that they're running into inventory shortages uh, with many of the manufacturers. Uh, can you help shed some light on this and, and when we might see inventory flowing a little better and what you've done to help uh, assist in that area? So um, it's our biggest focus for sure. You know, I think like everybody at the beginning of COVID, you know, we all, you know, nobody knew what was going to happen. So everybody rushed to bank, you know, you know, oh my gosh, you know, is this going to be Armageddon? You know, our, you know, our dealers were closing for periods of time, orders were being canceled. So, you know, clearly, you know, we had to take steps at that time, like most companies did, and we, you know, rushed it back. Now, as soon as, you know, stimulus checks started to hit and all the things that we know about today, we then basically um, ramped up quickly. And I think, you know, we spent not just time and money in securing product, but we spent time and money in the supply chain side. You know, I can't tell you how much money we've spent flying product over in the last three to four months. The good news for us is that, you know, we are now shipping 
basically most products within two or three days. Okay, you know, whether it's the epicenter, the LC2i, uh, the majority of amplifiers, I think we have two amplifiers that uh, we're waiting for some parts on. And one of the benefits for us along, along with this, Chris, was that we're not reliant on containers. You know, we're not reliant on building product in, mm -hmm. in, in whether it's in China or, or wherever in the world for that matter, and then waiting for those containers to arrive, get through the ports. Um, you know, we, we are reliant on parts and probably I'm guessing here about 40%, 50% of our parts come from the United States. So that's a benefit. And the 40 or 50% that come internationally, um, they're parts. They're much easier to stick on a plane and fly here. So. Um, our supply chain team basically, um, we, we have a forecast uh, and we have a forecast that we look at every single week uh, and it's based on history, based on sales, based on what Chris is seeing, based on what our supply chain is seeing. And as soon as we started seeing the ramp up happening, we jumped on that back in April. And yeah, we were, we were probably, we were behind for certainly a couple of months. You know, we were chasing hard, working hard. Um, it was, it was pretty, pretty tough because, you know, I think before that we were shipping most products within a day or two, but you know, in the last two months, you know, we've had, you know, um, basically thousands and thousands of our parts coming that we were basically flying in, and you know, whether it's again LC2i, the new LC2i Pro, um, LC7i's um, amplifiers, pretty much everything is shipping within two to three days. Um, and the other thing is, we're really open about this. You know, if we have a if we have a delay. For a few days, we'll you know for a week or two weeks for some reason that we're waiting for a part, we'll tell people. But I think at the moment we're on a bit of a pedestal in the fact that we've really spent the money to to fly the product parts in that we needed. We're building. I mean, I, you know, I wish I could grab my screen and go outside and show you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's there's 50 people you know out in the factory now here in Seattle, and we have a second factory actually east, not east of the United States, but east in Spokane, Washington. You know, which basically uh, is also building flat out at the moment. We have Saturday shifts going on. You know, the business is strong, and um, yeah, we've got we've got the product. Okay, and we're going to have the product as the year continues. We're going to we've we've um, certainly ordered big into the fall and into the winter. Um, and if somebody has, you know, and the other thing is, if someone's got a priority, Chris, I think Chris Bennett and Matthew, but I know Chris and the reps spent a lot of time trying to prioritize orders. You know, really on okay, so you want. This, this goes back sort of two or three months ago. Okay, so you need 60 of these. Great, well, let's give you 40 and 20 will come in a week's time. And, you know, a lot of time is spent on that. Now that we're not having to do now because we are we are in stock, you know, which is good. So, but it's tough for our industry. Our industry is gonna continue to struggle with this for the next um, three to six months, you know. And for those that are reliant on yeah. China, China, China New Year is coming as well. So we don't have to rely on that, obviously. But um, yeah, we're, we're, we're there, we're there, Chris. And, it's, uh, I mean, thank goodness, because it was pretty painful earlier on in COVID as we were turning that spigot back around again. Wow. In, in, in spite of all that, Alex, and it's great to hear what Audio Control is doing to, to keep their dealers moving product and staying, you know, staying uh, ahead of the business. Um, then I'll ask you, you know, in just a moment, how, how do you feel the second half of the year is shaping up for our industry, uh, knowing that we're you know, almost through the third quarter, we showed some numbers yesterday from MEA's data that showed the industry up 35% year over year in July, uh, predicted at 40% year over year for, um, for August, and we're looking at about 30% year over year for September. And that, that 
kind of pullback is really um, attributed to lack of inventory and that the struggles that some of the dealers are coming through. With all that, year over year through July, as an industry, we were up 6%. Now, the two years prior, we were down 3 or 4% each year. So being up 6% in a pandemic is a, an interesting thing. So as you take out your crystal ball and you're making your forecast, how do you feel like the retailers are going to do, you know, finishing up the third quarter and into the fourth quarter of this year? So those numbers and the, the point you made on the GoFast presentation was interesting about what could it be without shortages you know we've pretty much been in a what we call an inventory positive position for the last probably four weeks now okay and you know we've those numbers are you we don't, we don't discuss publicly our, our, our financial numbers but you know what i would say is that um i will say you know we are double those numbers for july and august that's fantastic okay? um and that's through the hard work of the team getting product in so you know and, and we're seeing you know basically at the moment um you know, we're seeing a little bit of, you know, a slight comeback on, you know, on certain categories, but we are still well, well into double digit growth um, for the year. And we're seeing that, you know, in September. And I think we're going to continue to see that um, for the rest of the year. Now, part of that, I think, is because we have product. Part of that is the solutions that we have, new products. You know, one thing we didn't do, Chris, is we didn't stop. Well, that's not true. We, did, we stopped for a few weeks, but we basically really didn't uh, halt our new product development cycle. So the new products that we had planned, like the LC2i Pro is a good example, that still launched a few weeks ago and so on. So our business is, is considerably up. I think for our industry, it's gonna continue. Um, I think the CTA are predicting some, um, some fallback on, our, on, the, on the industry numbers for, the, for car technology. I personally disagree with that. I think uh, we will continue to see growth in the area, I, I would, uh, our, our plan for the next three months is to be, I don't, don't want to go into too much detail, but basically to be in double digit positive growth for the next three months based on last year. Okay, so we're seeing that growth continue and we're going to see next year uh, continue to be double digit growth based on the fact that I think this is a fantastic and unusual opportunity for our industry. You know, the people I've mentioned to you who, you know, who are saying, you know, wow, I didn't know it could sound so great. This is amazing. Well, Actually, they're coming back to me saying, you know what, maybe I want to do this now. You know, so car audio, um, new car sales, you know, uh, I saw some figures recently, I can't remember what they were exactly, but new car sales are nowhere near where they were going to be, obviously, you know, so people are doing more with their older cars and the second hand car market is thriving. So that's where I think you need to be marketing. I mean, so whether it's through social media, that's what deals should be doing. So I think it's really it's not going to be easy. I mean, you know, COVID is, is, you know, there's an uncharted territory here. No one's been through this. So we're going to learn as we go. But at the moment, I think there's a, you know, car audio, home entertainment, are two of the, um, you know, what, what, I, what I say, Chris, is that there's no winners in COVID. There's no winners. People are dying. It's, it's a terrible situation. But there are industries that are going to basically be able to handle this better than other industries. You know, clearly the theater industry is not going to handle this very well. Our industry has a unique opportunity and we have to grab that partly because people at home need it. I mean, believe me, people go through tough times. They want some, some entertainment. They want some pleasure, you know, and they, a lot of people have money in their pockets and it's not just about stimulus yeah. checks. It's not just about unemployment checks. It's also about the fact that they're not going out for dinner. They're not traveling. They're, they're yeah. spending less on school clothes perhaps, you know, and so on, so on, so on. So yeah, it's a, uh, not, it, not no slam dunks here, but I think we're in for a positive fourth quarter. 
Yeah, you're you're investing in day pajamas and night pajamas <laughs> for the work from home. You know, with the kids. Uh, you know, one of the things I mentioned yesterday about that is there there is some element of what you're saying is is kind of a new normal because we've our industry our our specialty retailers have been exposed to a lot of new customers that may never have come into the store before that now are going to continue to come into the store and tell their friends. So I feel like that uptick in business partially is going to be driven by that, uh, you know, through, through the next year as well. I mean, the other piece of that is, you know, certainly we know and we see the data, you know, from various companies, online consumer purchases is, I think, double almost what it, what it was before. So, you know, I mean, our tech team during the last few months have taken probably, I think it's 60% more consumer calls. And a lot of the consumers buy it, get it home, try to do it, and then go like, e, that didn't work. And they go to the dealer down the road. So. Yeah, which, which is great for us, which is great for us. So, you know, in that, have you seen any trends uh, in in-car electronics coming from this pandemic? Things that are different now that uh, be, that uh, now during the pandemic than prior to? Uh, I think the biggest thing that we're seeing, certainly in talking to you know our, our consumers and and dealers and looking at our product mix, is um, amplification is just through the roof. Um, you know our amplifier business, again without going through all the numbers, is is double what it was last year. You know and you know we have amplifiers which is helping us to do that. Obviously you know so that's that's, that's cool. Uh, integration products, you know, the LC2i, you know, which, you know, basically if you're putting in a new, you know, uh, amplifier speaker system, then you're, you're using an integration product if you, want, if you really want to do it properly. And the LC2i has been a product that people have just been asking for, both for consumers and dealers. And then actually an interesting one, which is all about experience. People, I think, really are trying to improve that experience. Um, it's still the epicenter. I mean, the epicenter continues to be this workhorse of a product. So that's another big piece. But I think I think the main thing for me, Chris, is I'm just seeing people, speakers, amplifiers, um, and to some extent, head units. I mean, one of the interesting trends that we've learned about in the last few months, Chris, is because a lot of people are having difficulty getting head units, yeah. almost audio control becomes, you know, becomes the head unit, which I know sounds an odd thing to say, but you know, people are saying, okay, I can't get a head unit. How do I get my car audio better? I need to provide, I need integration products that integrate my, my front stage into my new system that I'm putting in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think that's been a, you know, we've, we've called us, I had two of my reps on a call last week with Chris say, no, audio control is the new head unit, you know, and it's just an interesting way of thinking about our business going forward. Well, you know, as you say that, and you talk about the, some of the products that you've released, uh, any any sneak peeks you can give us of technologies that may be on the way this year? Uh, well, certainly, um, as we've sort of already preview, previewed a little bit, you know, um, we've had a, a ton of demand for us taking what we've done with our LC and, and D-series amps and putting those into a five-channel. So we're working on a five-channel. Um, I think we've, we're launching our two new micro um, um, uh, marine stroke um, outdoor amp, um, amplifiers, and I think that's going to be a very important area for us next year. So, you know, we are currently working on uh, a new um, development around um, outdoor uh, amplifiers for, for, you know, for marine and other, uh, other sports as well. So that's big for us. So amplification will continue to be a big part of it. And again, not just an amplifier, a processing amplifier, 
you know, and then I think also working with a lot of partners. I mean, again, because we're not, we're speaker agnostic, you know, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's JL or Focal or, you know, a myriad of other companies, you know, they love our products. They, our products make their speakers sound great, you know, and that's been something that we've done a lot more sort of interaction with and, and joint trainings with over the last year. So that's another piece. And then I think integration itself will become um, a bigger and bigger part from the point of view of how technology moves in the future. We're looking at how we basically help Wi-Fi in cars going forward, how we basically look at voice uh, voice activation in cars. So there's a lot of things our engineers, we try we try and get our engineers to spend, and it's not always possible, but we try to get, have them spend 30% of their time on totally new technology and how that applies to our to our industry, you know, and that's something which they're getting back into now and having gone through the sort of the COVID, uh, initial COVID uh, emergencies and so on. So those just, are, you know, a few of the products. And then I think the other piece I would say is just the LC2i Pro where we've, we've really put um, the ability to be able to, um, I guess, work on newer cars, you know, through, uh, through the, the, the technology that's in that product is, is a really key piece for us. So the LC2i Pro is going to be a big piece. And then last one is the LC1i Pro. I mentioned that now. We, we've talked a little bit about it. It's going to be shipping by the end of the year. The LC1i Pro is the first time we've brought a product in that really allows you to take, the, you know when you normally buy a $39 or $49 line a converter and a lot of them just blow up and burn out over time. This is a, you know, an, an entry price, you know, around about the $69 price point that will allow you to really upgrade from that, get much better performance. And we're really excited about that. I mean, that's, that's something which we sort of, Played with for a while and, and so on. So yeah, and we just we just I mean seriously we we just have a, the engineers here working with the sales team. We're brainstorming all the time, you know, and a lot of what we what we do is from you know from the dealers who are telling us what they want in the field. So lots happening. Yeah, oh, fantastic. I mean, great great to hear. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's a different time, and uh, I don't like the word new normal. I like the word that we're we're uh, we're innovators. Through a, through a tough situation. And I think we've made the best of something in spite of all the, the horrible things that have happened around this. Um, you know, speaking of that and bringing people together, Mobile Electronics Association's mission is really to bring the industry together. Um, Audio Control has been a long time Mobile Electronics Association member. What advice could you share for retailers in considering joining the association? Well, I think uh, the MEA and I, knowledge base and knowledge base in particular, I think probably becomes more important than ever. Okay. Because I think I've seen it. Uh, <clears throat> I think the first one I went to was, well, it was Dallas actually, you know, and I've seen it in the last five, you know, five years, particularly, I think, and particularly in the last couple of years really grow. I think last year, Chris, I think you had a thousand people plus, I think at the two main events. And I think being more regionally focused is good. I think joining, the MEA is, is no brainer to me at this point. Um, I think attending Knowledge Fest safely, obviously, you know, makes complete sense. And I think in some ways, candidly, I would probably rather in the next 12 months go to a Knowledge Fest event and be able to know the people I'm around and have the right safeguards than go to somewhere like CES, you know, which is a little bit more of an unknown, you know, and that's been canceled, yeah. obviously. It's just more unknown. So. The difference between going to a family dinner and to a buffet to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And I think I know Chris just from talking to you, and I know Chris Bennett spent a lot of time with you on this. You know, I know you're 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 looking closely at you know how to make this a very you know workable event. Um, yeah. And again, 
you know, we'll, uh, we'll be there, you know, and supporting it. So yeah, no, I think no brainer at this point in time to join. So what advice would you offer others in the industry, specifically retail owners, as they work through this new environment for retail? Uh, I think my biggest piece of advice would be, I'm continually surprised, and this is not meant to be a blanket statement because it's not, but at how um, few, and maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but how few retailers operate an effective P&L or an income statement and do monthly accounts and do annual accounts and so on. And I would really encourage everyone who doesn't do that, who just relies on the fact that, no, I'm, you know, I sold X amount this week, my bank balance is fine, to really try and just do a really simple P&L management, okay? I mean, I, that's what we do. Uh, yeah, we look at cash, obviously. Cash is king, no, no doubt about it. At the beginning of COVID, no surprise, we were all, you know, you know, battling down the hatches. But I would really encourage dealers to, one, um, look, at, look at their P&L, understand their numbers, and you'll be surprised if you're not doing that and you start doing it. And, and do it with another company, do it with another dealer. Get two or three of you together. I think it's, I know the MEA has talked a little bit about this, but I think that's an opportunity for the MEA to spend more time on teaching people um, some P&L management around their, their stores and locations. Really important piece. Inventory, like I just said, I think that's another piece. I think uh, people forget, um, you know, I, I think, um, I know, uh, you know there's some great, uh, talks about how to manage inventory and how to really understand how much inventory you have in stock. So manage inventory well. I think also that we talk about the peer, peer to peer, um, social media, <clears throat> you know, more now than ever. Social media is just a fantastic way. And you, and for those who don't, who maybe don't do this yet, <clears throat> you know, social media, if you, you don't need to spend that much. You can spend 40 or $50 on Facebook, target people in yours, in the zip codes you're operating in, get some messages out there, particularly around, you know, COVID and, and cleanliness and maybe detailing or whatever it is, or improve your experience. Um, I've heard dealers say that they've done that and spent little, not a lot of money and got a massive uh, uptick from that. So um, those are a few of them. Yeah, use your, <clears throat> use your manufacturers. We, we're in an industry where manufacturers work harder than anybody probably realizes, you know, in trying to do the right thing. Okay, and you know, we wanna help, you know, we wanna train, we wanna give you knowledge, we wanna give you product if you need it for your stores, we wanna give you product for your teams, you know, we have a, you know, an employee accommodation program that Chris manages that is just, you know, we've had, gosh, I wouldn't say thousands, sorry, hundreds and hundreds of, you know, people who are working in the industry that get product at great pricing. So yeah, just, just look, look for those advantages. And P&L, again, understand the P&L. Yeah, understanding the P&L. Uh, so, and I'm sure you have a wealth of it too. We have a, a wealth of knowledge and all the, the webinars that we did uh, through all COVID is all on the mobile-electronics.com website. Uh, you can go to COVID-19, click on there and go into presentations. This presentation will also be available there as well. But we have things on P&L. We have crisis cash flow sheets. We have you know, everything you need to know for PPP forgiveness. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a wealth of you know, how to manage your inventory. Um, the folks, uh, uh, shout out to the guys at... Uh, uh, Dean and um, uh, Fernando that did a great job on teaching people how to make a video about their store. So a lot of, a lot of really great things on the website. Uh, so a lot of trainings went on over the, over the, the period there. 
Do you have uh, like a login for the dealers where they can go and look at some of these past trainings or where would they find those? Yep, they are being updated uh, continually at the moment onto our YouTube channel. So okay, YouTube, fantastic. Uh, doing that. So uh, if you need any uh, information on that, uh, contact Matthew, um, Matthew Palumbo, uh, matthew.p at audiocontrol.com. And Matthew can send the link to that. But if you go on to uh, obviously the web and you can search audio control on YouTube. Yeah, down to our last couple questions here. And I got, I got a good one from this side. Since you manage both sides of it, what do you see in the home theater side of the business that 12 Volt could learn from? That's a great question. I love that. Um, I would say the biggest piece of that is the experience that you see on a home entertainment customer, particularly on home theater, when you put their new theater in and you see them and their kids in that room or even just in the media room for that matter, you know, and, um, you know, I'll give you an example, Steve Mead, you know, and, uh, you know, Steve Mead has done some videos recently on how he upgraded his home um, theater system. Okay. I think he used us and a couple of other companies as well, but not just audio control and just to see what his team thought and how they were blown away. And for me, it's about how do you take that experience into the car? You know, and we do it every day. I mean, it happens in all, in, but how can we increase that? Because I really think that people get it at home. A lot of people, they don't always realize that it's available in their car, you know, and I think that would be a big piece of it for me. Fantastic. That, you know, that's, that's a good point in that. And uh, we've got a few other questions in there that, that are just uh, kind of direct. Uh, we'll try to get to those folks having, uh, how do they contact audio control? If somebody's not an audio control dealer and they want to get in contact with you, how do they get in contact with the company? So the main, the main, uh, the main way in is sound.great at audiocontrol.com. Um, obviously, Chris Bennett um, heads up our car mobile, our mobile audio business, chris.b at audiocontrol.com. And I love to interact and help. So I'm alex.c at audiocontrol.com. You know, so you know, please, you know, just hit us up. I mean, we're here for it. You know, we want to, we want to help. So we love this. We love this business. It's been, it's been a tough few months, um, but we love what we're all doing. So with all, over all your career, I'm sure you have some words to live by uh, and, and mistakes made and successes had, but what advice would you give your younger self uh, that you feel like may be able to help others uh, as they work through their career? So, um, the tough one. Yeah, I know. And I, you know, I would say listen more. Okay, I when I was in my twenties and thirties, and I'm 33 now. No, not really, but when I was in my twenties and thirties, um, I would say listen more. I would say um, learn more. And by that I mean, you know, spend more time, you know, reading and watching, you know, watching videos and learning from peers. You know, there wasn't a knowledge, you know, there, there weren't really knowledge fest type events when I was, when I was in my twenties and thirties. And, you know, I think financial management, you know, I, I think again, I go back to that because I, I grew up that way. You know, I, I didn't grow up in the car audio industry. I grew up in, I guess, in technology and business and retail. And for me, retail was about people, about P and L and about sales, you know, and, you know, if you, if you get the right people, okay. And and sometimes I was a little slow to get ro get rid of the wrong people. If that makes sense, you know. So you know, and you know, not that you shouldn't give people chances, you should. But sometimes I was probably too patient. So um, get the right people, train them, invest in them, make them feel great. You know, um, that will lead to 
great operations. Again, that will lead to good sales and then make sure you're making money from that. So there's a few things. I, you know, I'm still married after 30 years nearly. So uh, I guess I'm doing something right back then. I got a couple years on you, so I, I get that. That uh, you can learn to stay married for a long time. That sure helps you in business, I'll tell you that. Uh, Alex, we thank you for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom uh, over this past hour. It's been a great interview, and we've really enjoyed it. Um, I, I appreciate everything you're doing, and we wish you future success with audio control. And we look forward to, you know, when we can either bump arms, elbows, or whatever the protocol will be when we get together in December. And uh, we're all hoping that will be a great event for us. COVID permitting, as we always like to say. Alex, have a great day, great afternoon, great week, and thank you so much for being on Learning from Leaders. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.